Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. E.C. Acknowledge me. Chris Russell on the Team 980. I'm not trying to be a jerk. A rainy afternoon to you in the nation's capital and, of course, always beyond via the Odyssey app. Wherever you might be on this January the 25th already, my goodness, just soaring into February, which means the football season is coming to an end, which means winter is dead upon us, which means we should never, ever, ever see a 70-degree day for like two months, right? Except around here, we're going to see a 70-ish degree day tomorrow. And it's fairly warm out there and mild. Rainy, but mild. Um, If you're driving around and out and about, either way, we appreciate you taking us with you again via uh, the radio on the Team 980 on the AM side and or the Odyssey app, 1067HD2, and the team, 980.com slash listen, along with Matthew Essig on the other side of the glass. Not Matthew J. Essig. No, 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 no. We found that out the other day. Um, and you, riding solo today. But we will have a couple of uh, interesting, hopefully, guests uh, and important guests for you. Solomon Wilcotts. Longtime NFL analyst, played in a Super Bowl, of course, for the Cincinnati Bengals, will join us at 2 o'clock, so just about an hour from right now. And as well, Ross Tucker, who, of course, played offensive line here and you know does the whole media thing for about eight different outlets. He'll be on the call for Westwood One's coverage of the AFC Championship this Sunday in Baltimore. Uh, First up... Uh, I think that game is on 106.7, I believe, and you can always listen via the Odyssey app to Westwood One Sports Coverage. They do a tremendous job, and I would highly suggest it, especially with Tony Romo on the call. I mean, Tony Romo, I I tried to tell you this five, six years ago, seven years ago. Nobody wanted to hear me. Uh, I tried to tell you he was goofy. I tried to tell you he was annoying. (laughs) I tried to tell you he wasn't what... Uh, Andrew Marchand and John Arand and all these people were writing about how great he was. Uh, you know, how he would point out, hey, on third and 16, they're going to pass, Jim. 
Really, Tony? Really? Wow, that's unique. Boy, I didn't think of that one. And now everybody hates Tony Romo. Everyone is seven years late to the party. Meanwhile, your boy was screaming about this back in like 2016. Just another example. Just another example. All right, so that's that. We'll get into the football in the back two part uh, hours. But we woke up to the breaking news that Wes Unsell Jr. is out as head coach of the Washington Wizards. Monumental basketball announcing Michael Winger, uh, the president who we had on the day he was introduced, uh, that uh, WUJ, as some like to call him, certainly just for initial purposes on Twitter, will transition from his role as head coach into a front office advisory position. Uh, let's start with this. That's what we call, or what I'll call, a mercy firing. I- I'm sure they will not call it that. I'm sure they would dispute that. I have a responsibility to you to be honest and say, it's a mercy firing. It's, hey man, this isn't working out. We're not making any progress at all. As a matter of fact, we're worse today than we were at the start of the season. We're worse today than we were two and a half years ago. We're worse today when you first took over the reins 207 games ago, two and a half seasons uh, with the team. He was hired on July 17th, 2021, a final record of 77 and 130. That's a 37.2% uh, winning percentage or 372 uh, as uh you know, statistics and numbers are to warrant. Um, the bottom line is it was obviously nowhere near good enough. 35 wins in each of the first two years. And quite honestly, I mean, barring some sort of miracle turnaround, not only are they not going to get to 35 wins, they might not get to 15 wins, which I know pleases some of you. Uh, That's not me. Uh, listen, you know, you do you, I'll do me. I'm right a lot, okay? I'm wrong some, but I'm right a whole lot. And I don't do, I don't do, uh, what, what do they call that? Um, uh, you know, when a team just doesn't, you know, crashes and burns and uh, whatever the term is, I, it's slipping my mind right now. Uh, oh, they tank. I don't do tank jobs. I try and win, okay? I don't care that you don't like mediocrity. The goal is never to be mediocre, but the goal is to make the playoffs because you never, ever, 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 ever know when you can catch fire. As teams have in every sport, including this one, like those that say, oh, you can't do that in the NBA, bullcrap, the Miami Heat did it two years ago. And then beat the Celtics when the analytics world, you know, the almighty, mighty analytics world, predicted that they had a 3% chance to beat the Celtics in the conference finals last year. Uh, It's happened in football. It's happened in baseball. It's happened in uh, hockey. It's happened in every sport. The goal is to make the playoffs. And this team has obviously fallen short, mostly because of injury over the last two years. This year, I can't sit here and say, wow, man, it's because they were counting on Bradley Beal. 
And Bradley Beal's missed, uh, you know, 35 out of 40, uh, uh, you know, 47 games or whatever it is. I mean, that that's not even the case. But when you watch the Wizards, there are two things that are kind of synonymous with what stands out when, when, again, and I'm not telling you I watch every minute of the Wizards, but I watched a bunch of the game last night. And sure, they were competitive. They were feisty. They played hard. There was nothing to be embarrassed about in losing to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Best team in the West. A great young team. But when you watch the Wizards this year, the two things that you continuously think about are bad defense, which has been a hallmark of this team for probably four or five years now, but never, ever got appreciably better under Wes. And I'd have to go back and look at the numbers and the averages, but it it, it may have gotten worse under Wes. And, well, there's three things. Size and rebounding is, is a thing this year, especially. Defense, bad defense, hallmark of this team for the last four or five years. But then Jordan Poole, who some thought, and I I don't know if I thought this. I mean, I thought he would probably average about 24, 25 points a game. Jordan Poole is averaging 16.5 points a game this year, which is above his career average of 15.9. But he only had 7 points last night on 2 of 11 shooting. And four points on Sunday night. So that's back-to-back home games against two of the premier teams in the West, which you already don't have a great shot against anyway. The Denver Rich and Creamy Nuggets and the Minnesota Timberwolves. And Jordan Poole, who was expected to be one of the two anchors, certainly in terms of production, offense, you know, uh, carrying the team, Putting the ba- t- hop on my back, boys. I'll take you to the promised land of 30 wins. All of that. Jordan Poole, the last two nights, the last two games, 11 combined points in 56 minutes of action and three of 18 shooting. I mean, guys, you can't win like that. You can't win playing very little defense, having... Not enough size, and I know Marvin Bagley has been has been great since coming. And certainly they have added to their size and their rebounding prowess, and they hoodwinked the Detroit Pistons, so or so it seems. But it's still not enough. It's still not enough. Remember, they traded two role-player size guys in Gallinari and Muscala to get Bagley, and while that trade you would make it, every day of the week and 10 times on Sunday, they're not so much bigger now, even with Gafford back off the concussion, that you say, well, it's not going to be a problem. Defense and rebounding, we've got it. It's on lockdown. No, no, no. That's not the way it works. Are they better? Maybe, sure. Most nights, some nights, who knows? But they need... Of course, better defense consistently, every night, not just some nights. 
They need better rebounding and more size and athleticism every night. And on top of that, they don't have a chance to win 15, 16, 17 games unless Jordan Poole wakes up and becomes the shooter and the scorer that everybody expected him to be and, oh, by the way, that they were hoping for him to be when they took back a big contract in order to get out of Chris Paul's deal, and Chris Paul was obviously part of the Bradley Beal deal, in order to do all that, they took on a huge contract and a huge commitment with Jordan Poole, who had not had a good year last year. Everyone chalked that up and blamed that to Draymond Green sucker-punching him. Apparently not, because Jordan Poole hasn't been good enough, even though... Again, his average this year, right now, is slightly above his career average. Again, remember, his career average has come down this year. I think it was in the mid-16s or somewhere in that range before the year. Obviously, now it's just below 16 because, well, he's averaging, again, 16.5 points a game this year. And just the last two games, for instance, again, 11 points combined on 3 of 18 shooting in 56 minutes. So here we are. The Wizards blow out Wes Unsell Jr. And again, I'll call it a mercy firing because they have too much respect for Wes. They have too much respect for his dad. The what the unselled name, what it means to the organization. And maybe, just maybe, from a different perch, from a different perspective, maybe this frees up Wes Unsell Jr. to, I don't know, uh, find some better defensive players that you can bring into the fold. Because once again, what I preach all the time, once again, what I preach all the time came true here. It does not matter who the coach is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's up to the players and the personnel that you have. Just like it is in football, and everybody tries to tell you that the coach is the most important thing, which is the most egregious, ridiculous, numbskull thing I've ever heard, okay? It doesn't matter in the NBA. If you can't get players that are defensive assassins, think of your you know, Patrick Beverly types, the kid down in New Orleans, uh, I forgot his name, that's a lockdown defender. If you can't get those type of guys, hell, they had to cut Ryan Hollins, who they got back in the Golden State deal, along with Jordan Poole and Patrick Baldwin. They had to cut him. He was a fairly good young defensive player. They had to cut him because supposedly, allegedly, he was busy going to target in Alexandria and trying to stock the shelves of the new arena by not paying for stuff, supposedly and allegedly. It does not matter who the coach is. It does not matter who the coach is. It doesn't matter next offseason who the coach is. They have to bring in defensive assassins. That's what they have to do. Bilal Koulibaly is on his way. Maybe he's going to truly be one. 
I mean, there are other guys you can look at. Okay, again, they added size. They added rebounding in Bagley. Hopefully, he will be a piece. Who knows what happens long-term with Gafford? They say they're not trading Kuzma. Okay. It doesn't matter who the interim coach is. I mean, maybe they wind up with 17 or 18 wins instead of 12 or 13, whatever. The reason why they made this move beyond the fact that the defense never improved sustainably and consistently, the fact that they couldn't rebound and, and, and didn't have enough size, which was a roster construction thing, and the fact that Jordan Poole has way underperformed, even though, again, the numbers would suggest he's about career average. He's way underperformed based on everyone's reasonable expectation. The reason why they made this move is because when you say tank, that's not what they say. When they say rebuild, reload, reshuffle the deck, their eyes, their gut, their instinct told you that they were going to win 25 games. They have seven wins on the year. Seven. I mean, they're nowhere close. They're nowhere close. They're 7-36, and 36, guys. So for those of you that say, well, I don't know why they didn't just let Wes Untell Jr. just play it out. Maybe they could have. And maybe they would have finished with 12 wins or 13 wins or 14 wins. Maybe they would have, you know, been a little bit better. They have a 16.3% winning percentage. 163. They've lost five in a row. It doesn't help the teams that they're playing, but they're all, you know, these games are at home. So apparently there was plenty of Timberwolves fans there. Timberwolves fans. I mean, we're not, you know, I know they're a good, really good young team. Timberwolves fans. That's what I was reading from the Minnesota people last night. I mean, listen, nobody expected this team to make the playoffs. Nobody expected them to contend for a playoff spot. I thought they could possibly win 30 games. Man, was I wrong. I was way wrong. Again, they're competitive in a bunch of these games. Last night, they were competitive. Against the rich and creamy Nuggets, they were competitive. Against the Spurs, they had a 10-point lead with like four and a half minutes left to go and blew it against the Spurs. Yes, they have Wembenyana, but they don't have much else. They lost to the Knicks in a four-point game. They're there in a lot of these games. They can't finish the deal. They can't play good enough defense. They can't rebound enough. Even with Bagley added to the fold the last four games, they can not across the board, do enough to get a W against any sort of good competition. And then there's been the nights where they lost again to the Spurs, and I know they have Wembenyana. And I just told you what they did in that game Saturday night. And then the Pistons last Monday on Martin Luther King Day. The Pistons. The Pistons. They lost by 12 in that game. They have not won since a road win against the Atlanta Hawks two weeks ago. A 28-point blowout of the Atlanta Hawks on the road. Go figure. Important to know also they are 
they have four wins on the road, only three wins at home so far this season. So they're playing better away than at home. Yeah, I mean, slightly, but to your point, yes. And again, these losses, tonight they play the Jazz. That's probably a loss. Timberwolves, Nuggets, Spurs, and Pistons, four out of their last, in this five-game losing streak, four out of those five at home. You know, listen, you guys want to kill Ted and say that Ted doesn't care about the NBA like he cares about the NHL. Look, the Capitals aren't any good, aren't that much better now either. I mean, they're better than the Wizards, but, you know. I've never bought that. I've never believed that. I've never believed that Ted intentionally tries to sabotage the Wizards. That's the dumbest thing ever. It's the dumbest thing ever. But the bottom line is, it's it it's still not working. And you got to give Michael Winger and Will Dawkins and Travis Schlenk time. And I thought Wes would get the most of the year, if not the entire year. I did not think it would be this bad. But it's a mercy firing. That's it, period. 121, Team 980, that's how we open. Your thoughts and reaction to that as the Wizards have moved on from Wes Unsell Jr. We'll get to the NFL coming up later on, maybe at the end of this hour, definitely with Solomon Wilcox at 2 o'clock. Ross Tucker, uh, who will be on the call for Westwood, one of the AFC Championship game on Sunday, will join us in the 3 o'clock hour. And you at 301-230-0980 on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, we'll get to the uh, NFL coming up, including, uh, to some, a surprise hire, not really to me. Um, Didn't think about it at the outset, but once I saw the connection from the past, uh, the Panthers shuffling the deck, reshuffling the deck. They've hired Dave Canales, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive coordinator. We'll get into all of that. Uh, Coming up, we'll get Solomon Wilcott's thoughts on that, Ross Tucker as well, so we've got you covered here on a Thursday afternoon until 4. But right now, the Wizards, who have hired Brian Keefe, Wes Unsell Jr.'s top assistant. Uh, Keefe was with the Brooklyn Nets, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Lakers, uh, the Knicks. He worked in uh, Oklahoma City under and with Michael Winger and Will Dawkins. He was part of the 2012 uh, Thunder coaching staff that got to the NBA Finals. So maybe... Again, Brian Keefe comes in here and just a different voice, a different way of doing things, maybe makes some cosmetic changes. Who knows? Uh, Maybe Jordan Poole wakes up and, you know, we're talking two months from now and he's averaging 24 points a game, whatever it is. Who knows? 
But for right now, those are your issues. The team cannot consistently play defense. The team consistently wasn't able to rebound. They didn't have enough size. And Jordan Poole obviously has been a little bit of a disappointment, if not a lot of bit of a disappointment. And I call it a mercy firing. You can call it whatever. Um, good move, bad move. I don't see how anybody could be upset about this, right? I just don't see that. So let's get uh, a couple of you guys in on uh, Wes Unsell Jr. getting blown out. Let's go to uh, Mutu in the leadoff spot. What's up, Mutu? How are you? Chris, doing good, man. Good to be on with you. Yeah, good day. Um, good to hear from you, pal. Happy fan here, man. Um, felt this was this move was overdue because, like I was telling some buddies uh, this morning, me personally, I would have let him go 20 games ago, and that's just because since he's been the coach of the team, I haven't seen any improvement, really. Um, we supposedly brought in better players. Um, we do have some good defensive players as individual defenders, but as a unit on the floor, sometimes they're just running around, man, looking like the chickens with their heads cut off, mm-hmm. just lost. Um, one of the other issues I have with West too, is the substituting. I just feel like he don't know when and how to substitute throughout the game. Sometimes your stars are struggling and he keep them in. And we got guys on the bench fans that can play, but he don't play these guys. Um, Marvin Bagley is a good pickup. I think that move, he should start. Gafford should go to the bench because I'm kind of disappointed in Gafford. I like Gafford, good guy, big athletic guy. But you can't have a guy like this that don't know how to rebound. Some games, just like five, six, seven rebounds. He's got to do better than that. And he can't stay out of foul trouble. So I find that he needs to go to the bench. But really, Chris, man, I think the locker room just needs a different voice at this yep. stage of the season yep. because – I feel they waited too long, and now it's a wasted season. Yeah, really. Well, l- let me give you a couple of numbers you know. here, Mutu, and I-, I agree with you know all of your points. Uh, and I think Gafford, you know, I- I- you're right. I mean, now I don't I- like I I don't want to put too much on Marvin Bagley, but I mean Gafford seems better in a different role. A because he continues to still struggle uh, with one thing that has always been a problem for him, which is staying on the court and staying out of foul trouble. That's one thing. Uh, the Wizards averaging a league-worst 124.7 per game. Last year, okay, um, in 2022, it was 114.4, which, again, wasn't good, but certainly wasn't as horrendous as 124.7. So they're averaging 10 more points allowed per game this year than they did last year, and last year wasn't very good. I mean, let's be honest. Let's call it what it is, right? Again, last year was – I'm trying to pull it up here. Uh, Um, Yeah, last year, 114.4 was 17th in the NBA. So, I mean, you can make an argument, right? 17th, I mean, it's slightly more than middle past the pack, what have you. In 2021, it was 112 per game. So, Wes got here in 2021 – and not only again has the defense not improved, but it's gotten significantly worse. Significantly Correct. worse. Correct. And then one other point real quick, Chris. Uh, what I noticed, too, is offensively, I mean, we got some good offensive players. Um, I think Poole on the West can't really shine like he should because what I'm noticing in the games is 
some of the games get out of hand. Then these guys start going one and one mm-hmm. and forcing shots going into two, three defenders. Mm-hmm. And you can see Poole just, he's just not himself. And some of the other players too. I see them trying. Right. Like me personally, under a good coach and a good coaching staff, Poole and Kuzma could be two all stars on this team. But that's all I got. Chris. Yeah, I no, I, I, I hear you. Uh, thank you, uh, Mutu. Uh, always good to hear from you. I, I, listen, and, and again, I opened up the show saying it doesn't matter who the coach is, what have you. I mean, of course it matters a little bit, but ultimately it's on the players to play better structured basketball to not do what Mutu was just talking about because you do see that. Teams start pressing, teams start – no, a lot of teams, when they're down, whether it be you know 6 points, 8 points, 12 points, 10 points, whatever the case might be, they try and launch threes, ill-advised threes, quick threes to try and close the gap. The Wizards, they don't have – skilled marksmen, if you will, shooting threes. They just don't. So there's some of that. There's still some of that slicing and dicing and trying to go one-on-three, one-on-four, playing individualistic uh, basketball. All right, time for a trending alert, beep, and then beep. we will come back. We don't have time right now. If you, I mean, if uh, we, we, we can't do this right now. we got to take the break. we got to take the break, and then he'll join us on the other side. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. The, the beep, beep. icon himself, the pillar of D.C. sports media coverage. He's everywhere. CBS Sports Radio, D.C. News Now. Boy, don't I look like an ass right now. <laughs> 106.7. And the Team 980, he's coming up next. He'll weigh in on Wes Unsell Jr. getting the axe. But first, a trending alert. All right, so indeed the Wizards have fired Wes Unsell Jr., as we mentioned, promoting top assistant Brian Keefe, who just joined the club uh, this year, a 7-35 and start to the year. Not exactly how you want to go, and we just gave you the defensive numbers uh, in terms of how they've gotten significantly worse this year. Wes Unsell Jr. was on the job for two and a half years, and, well, it didn't exactly work out. A 77-130 and 130 record. By the way, we are brought to you by the Maryland Vehicle Theft Prevention Council. Maryland drivers, did you know a vehicle is stolen every 49 minutes in the state of Maryland? The key to preventing theft is in your hands. Lock your car, take your key, use an anti-theft device, learn more about vehicle theft prevention at mdautotheft.org uh, for you and to take care of your vehicle. Now, Wes Unsell Jr. will elevate into a front office advisory role, and Brian Keefe will take over starting tonight against the Utah Jazz right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app with coverage from Capital One Arena underway at 645 following Craig Hoffman. And a little bit of a surprise. Some are calling it a major surprise in the NFL. Dave Canales, boy, We talked about this all day yesterday. Dave Canales, the Buccaneers offensive coordinator, heading to Charlotte to join Dan Morgan Jr. and Bryce Young as head coach of the Carolina Panthers. And that's what's trending. I don't want to toot my own horn. Beep, beep. All right, we'll get back to your calls in just a little bit. We'll spend this first hour on the Wizards firing Wes Unsell Jr. and putting him in an advisory role. Again, I'm calling it a mercy firing. There could be, you know, other factors at play. The bottom line is, here's what you need to know. 
They're 10 points worse on defense per game this year than they were last year, and they weren't good on defense last year. But somehow they've gotten way worse this year, and they're 7-35. and And while they're competitive in most games, they don't ever win games, uh, or rarely do they win games. Somehow they won a 28-point road game against the Hawks two weeks ago for their last win. Uh, joining us for a couple of minutes in studio before he goes and does another TV hit. You know, because he's a oh, multi-media superstar. Please stop. The youngest in charge. He's back, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Linnell Willingham. How are, How are you, Chris? sir? I'm, I'm all right. I, yeah. I, this is eventful. I woke up to this long uh-huh. night last night. The right. radio, the TV last right. night, and then I'm back up with this news. Right. Got home at, what, 1230 in the morning? Oh, uh, well, Uber kept canceling on me last Again? night. Again? Yeah. My, my rating is down to 4.5 stars. Guy. Yeah. You got to start tipping, man. It has nothing to do with the tips. I keep telling well, you. Well, show up on time then. Well, I can't help that. But, no, this is uh, for someone that cares about the Wizards a lot more than the average Joe. Uh-huh. I'm floored. This is this was not a part of the plans. This was something that has been brewing maybe the past 48 hours, mm-hmm. I would say, mm-hmm. and then it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still trying to, like, figure out the ins and outs of it or what I'm comfortable saying on radio because right. I don't want to spill right. certain beans that shouldn't be spilled. But, like, I, I'm stunned. And num- the well, one thing- well, let me stop you right there. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it stunned. Stunned, yes, is my reaction. I mean, you can't be stunned that, well, oh, no. they were playing well like the Bucks and Adrian it's Griffin stunned. I, we- it's stunned that they just didn't let it ride the whole year? Correct. Okay. I, I've been under the impression that they were going to revisit the coaching staff and the rest of the front office, including their, gotcha. their player personnel gotcha. and the scouts, come the summer. Because, you know... Frank Ross, longtime director of, of college scouting, has been there for eons. I don't right. expect him to return uh, once Michael Winger and company get their guys in. But kind of can read the tea leaves here. This is a group, talent-wise, right? We know they're not very good. They're trying to rebuild. They're tanking. But anyone who watches this team, and I was talking to the last Wizards game that I was at, I was talking to a scout from the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. So they don't play hard. Mm-hmm. Why don't they play hard? I think, this is just Linnell's opinion, I think the message has grown stale from Wes Unsell Jr. And I think it grew stale from him a while ago. Do you remember his first year here? They got off to this 10-3 and start, and it felt magical, right? It felt like this was the changing of the guard. You thought, you know, we would have Bradley Beal here long-term. Things have changed, and I, I just don't, I don't know if his message is getting across to the players in terms of, like, playing hard. It's one thing to be bad and tank, but you cannot build bad habits along the way, and they've done that on a routine basis. And fair, it's, fair enough, but yeah. if, if the message was being tuned out completely, how do you explain that they're in most of these games, including last night? Chris. They're in there. I, they were down by five points going into the there fourth quarter. Was about a month ago. They were in every a month game. Ago, and I, I was pretty sure – I was on here with you, and we had this back-and-forth spat. About a month ago, things kind of – the page kind of turned with them. They started playing harder. I don't know what led to that, but they've been playing harder right, over this last month. Right, that's my point. You don't play hard over if you completely month, tuned though, out the head coach. We're two months into the season, and guys aren't playing hard for the coach. Guys are playing hard okay. for the name on the back of their well, jersey. Well, that's, that, that's And when point. you have a roster full of veterans that know they're probably not going to be there long-term – Kyle Kuzma included, right? I think it impacts how you play. And 
while I'm in the minority of people that like, if, if they don't get three ones for Kyle Kuzma, I'm keeping him because his contract is super team friendly. Like he's shown he could be the third, fourth best player on a championship team. Go back and see the bubble right. Lakers and how influential he was in that team. Moving forward, though, I, you need a new voice. I don't know. There was a lot of discussion whether it would be the assistant, David Vanterpool, who's got big D.C. DMV ties. Right. He's new to their staff this year as well. But Brian Keefe, the guy that's going to take over as the interim, I, I really do think he's got a legit chance to keep this job. Well, they've known him since, yes. what, at least uh, I think it was 2012 or whatever yeah, it was. 2015. With the, with the Thunder, where, yeah. where he was part of that staff that got to the NBA Finals. Correct. And they obviously were there. Uh, as well, so so not only does that make sense for the choice now, but as you mentioned, yeah. that might be the guy and, that yeah. ultimately is long or longer term than just yeah. the interim for this year. I think we'll get a little bit more of a clue tonight if Brian Keefe decides to make any changes to the starting lineup. There has been a lot of clamoring. I don't know if this is coming from. Front office, I know the fans want to see Bilal Koulibaly start. I have a funny Bilal story mm-hmm. that I won't share on air, but, like, he's ready to take the next step. He feels yeah. like, not that he's being held back, but almost take the take the training wheels off of him. Mm-hmm. He's a guy, and we talked about him during the pre-draft process. Not a lot of people knew who he was. His offensive mm-hmm. game has completely been undersold. He's exceeded expectations there. You saw the Shams report two days ago that he they consider him their only untouchable. untouchable yeah. And he's not even starting Chris Russell yep. because Wes Unsell Jr. made the choice to sit him on the bench. I don't know what that right. is about. I don't know how much of this decision has to do with the way Wes is handling the rotations, but that's a big time complaint. Well, where I mean it's a lot. I, I mean, if you put Kulabali in, who is who who goes out? Well, this is probably not going to happen because they're trying to showcase Tyus Jones still. Mm-hmm. The move that I think happens post-trade deadline, depending on who's left, because I do is, think a fire sale will is happen. Tyus Jones. I would think it would be Jordan right. Poole now steps in as your starting point guard. Bilal right. Koulibaly goes to your two, and then you got a front court of Avdia Kuzma <laughs> and Marvin Bagley. And notice I said Marvin Bagley because I do right, not because expect— because that's, that's the other situation. Yeah, I do not expect Daniel Gafford— Right. To be here post trade. Well, deadline. not only that, but I mean, should if Daniel Gafford is here for however long yeah. he is, Great should he be should he be a starter? Considering he consistently struggles with foul trouble. Yeah, look, Marvin Bagley has been historic. It has had like a complete career renaissance here in his first four I mean, games. It's four with games. The dude. I mean, he's been great, but it's four games. You got to look at it from this lens. He was in Detroit nine straight DNPs before he got I here. I know. I'm just saying. So to keep yourself a, ready. I mean, it's been a, a really, 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 really good start. It has. Four games is four, four games. Four games is four I mean, games. We have to like, keep that in mind. Technically speaking, from a statistical out, out standpoint, it is historic. From a statistical algorithm, bell theory, kind of like television for- ratings. A bunch <laughs> of poppycock. I forgot uh, the Wizards PR sent out. They sent out the team stats like the commanders do. Right. Right, right. And Marvin Bagley's name every game is all over in terms I mean, of he should the be. start. I, I'm not had. trying to poo-poo Marvin Bagley at all. Yes. I'm just trying to remind people that it's four games. Yes, and the only reason I you brought know, him up. You know, in a small yeah. sample size, again, we, and we've seen this a million times right. in sports, a small sample the bigger the sample size gets, generally the more. You regress to the mean. Right, exactly. Right. But the bottom yeah. line, you know, maybe those could be. You know, may, I think that's probably the most likely immediate change as opposed to 
Koulibaly in the starting lineup and figuring out, you know, uh, yeah. so on and so forth, especially if you're trying to trade Tyus Jones. You want to, you want you to showcase him. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. And he has not been a problem. No, he's been great. Yeah, I think exactly. He's got the best, still so, got the best I mean, you want to try and get, you know, you want to try and get as much uh, return on that as, as possible. But the bottom line is, is they're, again, from the time West took over, they're about 13 points per game worse on average defensively. And that was Wes's calling card. Yeah. And that led me to start the show by saying, listen, I keep trying to tell you guys this. It's about the assassins that you have. It's about the well, talent the that point, you yeah. have as opposed to just bringing and dropping in a coach. And we keep going back to what we discussed yesterday and what we'll continue to discuss. You know, like Dave Canales – turned around Geno Smith, who has a career nothing, but a, a career backup, <laughs> yeah. and got him paid a three-year, $105 million deal, whatever, all pro this, that, and the other thing. And I know Geno Smith kind of regressed a little bit this year. Maybe that's Canales. Maybe that's not. I don't know. Maybe that's just Geno regressing to the means. I don't know. Baker Mayfield. Not that Baker Mayfield had never had a good year. Baker Mayfield obviously had a very good year with Dave Canales. Let's see what Baker Mayfield does next year. In Tampa, presumably, is a free agent without Dave Canales because he's now going to Carolina. Wes Unsell Jr., when he was hired from the Denver Rich and Creamy Nuggets, <laughs> yeah, he was supposed to be the guy. Like, uh, do you remember You remember when Flip Saunders was here, mm-hmm. right? They couldn't score, but, man, they, they, they hustled. Under and Randy they, Whitman and they, as well. And Randy Whitman, too, mm-hmm. and, but, and they play defense. Randy Whitman's the only guy that And it's never ball. been the same since they hired Scott Brooks, right? No. Never been the same. But my point being is sometimes a coach, even when they have a reputation of being, you know, a great defensive mind, a great offensive mind, whatever, when he gets dropped in a different circumstance, a different situation without the assassins he had in the previous situations, sometimes they can figure it out and be very successful. I'm not saying that they never can, but then there's probably about 50% of the time, maybe 45% of the time, where it doesn't work. This is the bigger thing to me that it's relevant. We could draw a parallel to football and the conversation we're having with Washington trying to fill their head coach opening. Mm-hmm. It's different when you're the guy leading yeah. the room. He was been a he's been the defensive assistant. This is the way that I would put it. Like he was the defensive architect in Denver. Like he was in charge yes, of yes. their defense. Right. And that's that, what I'm saying. That's when he different, came here, though, when you have to now stand in front of the yes. entire team, you're now the guy. He's a yeah. soft-spoken, mild-mannered. And when coach. you have to get them to buy in 82 games a year, it's hard. Back-to-back nights against Western Conference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, I mean, the bottom line is, and you're absolutely, and and this is what exactly worries me about the, you know, people on their knees going. <laughs> boy come here come here ben put your ass cheeks right in front of my face go ahead go all over me then do you hear this guy i mean you're in I, rare I, form i, I worry you about this i worry about this no i hear you because though. all i all i'm busy doing is being right well <laughs> i mean hey that's it that's it it's a tough life you, you know that's it i mean you know, Bob Myers last night. I'll let you, I'll let mm-hmm. you out on this because I'm gonna take some calls, and then we have Solomon Wilcots coming up at Sally. two. Sally, um, Bob Myers last night mm-hmm. on ESPN. Right, he's still doing that along with uh, apparently helping the Commanders with their head coaching search and so on and so forth. He said, most important thing in an NBA franchise, talking about NBA, the owner, 
Got to have buy-in, got to have patience, whatever. Next, the general manager, because he's the one managing the talent, the roster, what have you. The next, the players. They're the ones that win and lose games. And he was talking about not the Wizards. He was talking about the Bucks and Adrian Griffin and Doc Rivers. He said the fourth most component is the head coach right. or the coaching staff. And that's how I've always believed, not only in the NBA, but that's how I believe in the, in the NFL, in wherever. That's Bob Myers, who's won four NBA championships. Now, he's a GM. So, again, you kind of, okay, maybe he has an overinflated ego. Yeah. I don't know. But the bottom line is. It's pretty important. Listen to that structure. Yeah. Listen to what that man says. But think about it. It's different because, and I guess this is what makes Golden State so great. Their culture is very player-laden. Like yeah. It is a player. Yeah. They set the culture. Yeah. Steve Kerr is. Sure. Not playing babysitter. But you see, that culture sometimes gets out of whack because well, of, of a wackadoo in Draymond Green. Yeah, and I think it's ridiculous they decide to move forward with him. Team USA Basketball didn't even want nothing to do with him. So. I mean, it's a fair point. Linnell Willingham, all right, where can we catch you next? Overtime tonight. Overtime tonight. Wow, 630? 630 to 10. Oof, man, who you got coming on? Oh, it's just me right now. Just you. Right just now. me right okay. now. Talking a lot of Wizards. All of my Wizards friends are going to be covering the game tonight. Oh, right, because they're so, playing. Because the Wizards playing. are here yes. on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Second right. half of back-to-back. -back. Make sure you check out my guy, Nell. Uh, 6.30 right after. Um, uh, right after. Uh, who, who was it? Uh, Come here, uh, Ben. Put your ass cheeks right in front of my face. <laughs> All right, let's get a couple of calls in here uh, before the top of the hour. Let's go to, or at least one, let's go to Jonesy next up on the Team 980. Jonesy, how are you? Hey, what's going on, Rooster? What's up, Jones? Man. Hey, man, look, you got the hottest show on the day on planet. Thank you, man. Listen, uh, I thought I missed uh, Went Back Wednesday. I, I heard, was that Linnell on the radio? Uh, it was, yes. Okay, okay, no wonder, you know, we were suffocating because he sucked all the air out of the room. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he was up, actually man. very he was actually very low key for himself tonight. He's uh he's working so much that I think he's uh he's lacking his normal bluster. <laughs> I got you. But but you know, moving on to the wizard I mean, to, in all due respect, it's about time because I thought you know, um, West Unsell Jr., he, he lost the locker room um, some time ago for me. And, you know, it was just a night by night. And for a minute, they, they dialed in, and it looked like they were trying to do something. But, again, it, it, it wound it up looking like this is just from me. They look, okay, I got to come out here and get mine. And that's about it, you know, as far as defense – I saw very little to no defense, none whatsoever. So, I mean, it, this, this is an about-time move. we got to turn the page. If you're going to scrape the mold out of the daggone, um, you know, kitchen, bathroom, and whatever else, basement, it, I mean, you got to get all of it. You can't get some of it, and I'm sorry. I mean, much as I like Wes Unsell Jr. as a guy, he was not the guy for the J-O-B. I mean, so we got to move on. So let's start from scratch all the way. 
So, I mean, that's all I got, Chris. Okay. You know? I, I hear you, Jonesy. I, I mean, listen, I, I, I don't disagree with anything that you just said. Um, I, I, again, the only thing I would just say, the evidence on the court in terms of competitiveness and in terms of, like, being around in games would suggest that they didn't totally tune Wes out, that they didn't totally quit on right. him. But to your point, maybe they were playing again, and Linnell said basically the same thing, less for Wes, more for themselves, and for whatever that's reason, it. that's what allowed them to stay uh, in these games. Uh, you know, it, it's it, it's one of those things about sports that we all try and guess, but we don't know. Appreciate you, bud. Uh, let's get uh, Jeff and Vienna in here quickly before the – Top of the hour and Solomon Wilcots on the other side. What's up, Jeff? How are you? Uh, one thing you're missing on Romo, and I know this is an NFC fan base, the guy absolutely worships Mahomes and Allen, and AFC fans can't stand him at all. Uh, worships Mahomes. Oh, well, be, wh- why? Because he ignores their quarterback, like Burrow? or, or... Oh, he, No, no matter what, I mean, you know, Mahomes does any type of throw, it's like the greatest thing ever, you know. And yeah, but other that's just Tony being just so over the top that he can't control yeah, it, himself. It, 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 it gets to be a little bit much when you're, you know, last yeah. weekend I turned on Kevin Harlan on the radio yep. instead of that. Yeah, you told me. Then, yeah, yeah you, you, you can get that synced up pretty well. Um, two solid basketball bets this winter so far have been Maryland under and the Wizards over. Um, you you can make a pretty good living off betting that stuff. That's fair. That's fair. Because um, nobody, nobody else really on follow. Maryland can play offense outside of, uh, of Jameer Young. Yeah. I mean, I don't follow the NBA enough, so you just made me pull up the schedule, and I see the, the next couple games are at Detroit and at San Antonio, so – the new coach may get a couple freebies, but I guess there's no freebies with this team. There obviously. is, there is none. <laughs> they they just yeah. lost to both of those teams at home. <laughs> you know? Yeah, maybe to say fortuitous timing, yeah. possibly. Yeah, and I got one of I got yeah. one of your boys coming up in just a couple of minutes. Ollie Wilcots. Love him, absolutely love him. He he was with uh, David Fulcher and Eric Thomas. Man, that was a serious backfield back in the day. Definitely, yep, no doubt. So, Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate you as always, man. Wanted to squeeze you in before that. Appreciate you. 158, Solomon Wilcott's coming up next right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.